This week on Forefront. Striped lounge chair cushions. Yeah. So classy. So you go to Chicago and you want to get an authentic Chicago meal. So what are you looking for? Chicago deep dish pizza. And all the things that kind of hinder my mind, if I really am honest, they're the opposite of hope. Marriage is an adventure full of friendship and discovery together. Let's eavesdrop in Adam and Christina Hannon as they check in on their marriage with their three marriage check-in questions. What brought you joy this week? What has been hard this week? And what's on the forefront of your mind? Welcome to Forefront. Hey, we're Adam and Christina. And on this episode of Forefront, we are talking about having an unhindered mind, clearing our head of all the unnecessary things that get in the way so that we can just run freely and fully after the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We also talk about creating new family traditions and ultimately creating new memories down the road for our family. It's your turn to start. So tell us what's something that brought you joy this week. So sometimes you just play music around the house and that's always fun. Sets the ambiance for whatever kind of mood you want to put on. If Sometimes you have like um, spaghetti or pasta night and you put on Italian music. Yeah. Yeah. I always try and just kind of mimic if I were to go to a, a fancy restaurant, what would they be playing there? Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> So one of my favorites right now is Coffee House Jazz. Yeah. It's, it's really nice. That one has been nice. But I tell you, one of the things that's brought me joy, one of your playlists is, what's that Disney one? It's like instrumental Disney music. Yeah, it's great. It's just all the classic Disney movies, only there's no words. But, right. but you know the songs. Oh, yeah. And they're so happy sounding. Yeah, sometimes I find myself just stopping and thinking like, is this from The Lion King? Like, what is this? It's fun. And also, I don't know if this is your intention or not, but I find myself wanting to take my family to Disney when I'm listening to this. Mm. <laughs> Subliminal message. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I started it because we had to do the dishes and people were kind of, you know, it's time to do the dishes, not, you know, not really enjoying that part of life. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, what would make this more fun? Disney music. (laughs) So so I put that on and it worked. People are having a much better time. And it's funny because we do find ourselves talking about going to Disney World a whole lot more while we're doing the dishes. Right. I bet you're smirking when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So what's brought you joy this week? Well, speaking of you know, going to Disney World. You didn't take me there, but you took me to Chicago this past weekend. Yeah, just a quick weekend trip. Yeah, our our older three kids were gone on a youth retreat, and so it was just you and me and baby girl, who's mm-hmm. not a baby. And we thought, you know what? Let's let's go to Chicago and go to the Field Museum with Lane. And it was such a fun trip. But I think my favorite part actually was swimming. At the hotel. That's really funny to me because since baby girl, as you just called her, (laughs) since she's been old enough to not need a parent in the water with her, like I hate swimming in hotel pools. Yeah. I I mean, typically I do too. It's gross. Yeah. So I've just avoided it for, I've been able to avoid it for a while now. I mean, as a kid, I liked it, but then since I've been an adult, I have not enjoyed it until this last trip. And I don't know, like, did I change or was this hotel pool so extravagant 
And I think that's the answer. I mean, it was like you walked in. There wasn't Disney music, but like almost that hallelujah chorus. Like, <laughs> this is gorgeous. It was like a palace hmm. in there. Like an old stuff. I mean, the marble, the pillars, the fountain. the And you know I'm a sucker for like striped lounge chair cushions. Yeah. Oh. So classy. Okay, so the gorgeous pool got you. You got back to the room, and you're gorgeous, and you told me, let's go swim and get your trunks on. <laughs> and you did. It was great. <laughs> that surprised me. but uh, Also, it was huge, so we could actually swim laps. It was actually really fun. It was. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd get in the pool next time. Maybe I would. I don't know, but this was really fun. It was uncharacteristic of us, and it... I don't know. It was just this uh, spontaneous adventure, mini adventure with you. There we go. Mm -hmm. That's one of the keys to a successful marriage, right? Mm hmm. Spontaneous adventures. <laughs> so, what's been hard for you this week? What's been hard? Okay. So, you go to Chicago and you want to get an authentic Chicago meal. So, what are you looking for? You're looking for Chicago deep dish pizza, right? It's true. It is true. Now, I want to I want to tread carefully here because everybody's got their favorite pizza place in chicago yep people are very opinionated very opinionated and we've already lost the new york pizza people they're like that's not pizza <laughs> if there's ever another civil war in our country it's going to be over pizza i i can respect the differences like i am glad that chicago style pizza is there and i'm also glad that new york style pizza is there and i don't feel the need to say that one is better than the other <laughs> It's just, if I'm in Chicago, where will I go? Right. I'll go out for a Chicago-style pizza. Like, mm. that makes the most sense That makes me. more sense. And we like to try different things. So we've tried all the different kinds of Chicago pizza we could get, you know, the four major ones, whatever. But uh, here was what was hard for me this week. There's a worker shortage going on right now. And that <laughs> hit us when we're trying to find a Chicago pizza in the evening, right? Like, it's always hard like it's always a long wait yep to get into a good pizza place and then you know the pizza on top of that takes, takes 45 hour, minutes yeah. just for them to make the pizza mm -hmm. but they're like yeah we've got a three-hour wait or we've got a six-hour wait or we we're booked <laughs> through monday right. you know like, man are we gonna get a pizza or not we found a place we did. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't one that I've ever heard of before. I've never heard of it. And we're not going to share the name. Nope. Because it's our new secret. <laughs> and you know favorite what? Favorite place. It was our favorite Chicago pizza. It was so good. Because of all the places we've been in the past, and like you said, we, we've tried all the big, you know, the ones that people say, this is the best one. And we've gone, and I'm like, well... I don't know, like their crust was better, but the other place has better sauce or I don't know. Like I just didn't have a favorite. Hmm. Like I wasn't able to say this is the best pizza, but I think we found it. Okay. And you're keeping it a secret. I am. <laughs> but I think partially because I don't want to be judged. Like if I say the name, what yeah. if like some Chicago snob is like... That's the worst. <laughs> I don't... I'm like, I loved it. That's fun. I want to love it forever. Come to Chicago with us. We'll take you out for pizza. <laughs> and then you can judge us afterwards. 
That sounds good. Okay. All right. So what's been hard for you this week? You know what's hard? Hmm. Is finding a good cottage cheese. Hmm. Worth the endeavor. <laughs> it's like, so here's what happened. Mick had his wisdom teeth out. So he's on this soft foods diet. Uh-huh. Applesauce is great, but you, know, you need some protein. And so anyway, cottage cheese seemed like a great solution, except that there's so many kinds of cottage cheese. <laughs> yep. And they're all very different from one another. But also, I have a favorite. That's the That maybe is the biggest problem here, is that I am very loyal to this very particular cottage cheese. Hmm. But it's at a store that I no, normally don't shop at. So I have to go out of my way to get this cottage cheese. To get the ultimate cottage but, cheese. And it's the best cottage cheese. <laughs> that took a lot of research, by the way. It, this is years of <laughs> trying, testing forgetting what you liked and what you didn't like. Did we try the one with the sea salt? I don't remember. Yeah. You know, all Polling those... everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Large curd, small curd, 4%, 2%. I mean, there's so many choices. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've picked out a favorite cottage cheese too, by the way. Have you? What is it? I have no idea. Because they all look alike <laughs> in the store. Yeah. I don't do. know how to tell them apart. I don't know how to remember, like, which one... You know what I think is a good solution? I might need a cottage cheese journal. Oh, yeah. Just a designated, this is my cottage cheese journal. Yeah, you could have a ranking system. Ranking yeah. system. You have to bring it to this. You have to remember to bring it to the store. That Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It would need to be like an app. That way, yeah. it could be like a shared app, like a community. Oh, yeah. You could have my input, the kids' input. Your yeah. parents, your brothers, everyone can have their say. Why is this not a thing yet? A <laughs> cottage know. cheese app. Am I the only one that's picky about the cottage cheese? No. FYI, you're not. I just like it a certain way. <laughs> How much, though? Like, am I willing to go out of my way? That's the question. <laughs> it's like this internal struggle. Like, I know that this is the best cottage cheese. But I also value my time. And cottage mm. cheese just really isn't, like, it's not that far up on the, you know, priority list. But when somebody has their wisdom teeth out, then I feel like, well, I should make a little bit more effort to kind of, I don't know, yeah. bring them a little bit of enjoyment and comfort. It's quite possible we're overthinking this issue. <laughs> but also I know if I'm if I'm having dinner and there's a and I take a bite of some really good cottage cheese, I'm gonna think you went out of your way to get to that store, didn't you? You know what my favorite thing to do is cottage cheese is? What's, what's that? It's just to put it on a salad. Oh, yeah. Like, as the salad dressing. As the dressing. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That is... Yeah. That with, with... sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds. Oh, yes. You know it. You know it because you've, you've heard this rant before. <laughs> That's... That is the win. Some nice, crisp lettuce, sunflower seeds... And the right cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. So what's been on the forefront of your mind? Creating new family traditions. We've talked about this on the podcast before, and uh, 
we think it's so good. As, as we look in the Bible, uh, Old Testament specifically, we see the Israelites creating different monuments or having different festivals in order to celebrate some specific thing that God has done for them, right? Mm, yeah, like I love when they have to set up these stones, you know, so that every time your children walk by these stones, they ask, Dad, why are these stones there? And you retell the story of mm. what God has done. Yeah, I love that. So we've tried to recreate that in our family. We have Hannon family traditions and celebrations that are pretty unique to our family. For example, the day that the first day we moved to Iowa, we had seen God push us in this direction. It's like, I don't know what he's doing here, but it's clear that he's sending us to this place and we're just going to celebrate this adventure. And we get to Iowa. We have no food in the fridge yet. So we go out to the first restaurant we find. It's a sushi buffet. So every year on the anniversary of the day we moved to Iowa, we go to the sushi buffet. Mm -hmm. Same place. It's a fun, quirky tradition. We sit down together. And before we all get a bunch of food, we, uh, we go around the table and everybody says one thing that they're thankful for about God bringing us to Iowa. And then we pray and we thank God for that. And that's <laughs> yeah, fun. That's a good tradition. And we just celebrated our fifth year in Iowa. And I'm trying to piggyback off that and create a secondary tradition during that tradition. You know, afterwards, you get the bill and they uh, they come with a bunch of fortune cookies. So everybody's opening up the wrapper and then cracking up their fortune cookies. And, you know, I've never I've never really been into fortune cookies. I don't know. Which I don't understand. I think that's one of my favorite parts. Like, if, they're not good, if but I'm just gonna, so exciting. If I'm going to crack my tooth, I don't want to do it on a, something <laughs> that tastes like styrofoam, okay? <laughs> Fossilized styrofoam. I so, don't know. <laughs> and I don't know, is it just hokey? I don't know why I've never been into them. But anyways, everybody's opening them up, and they're they're reading their fortunes and, and uh, sharing them with everybody. And it's 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 pretty fun. It's fun to watch. So I'm the last to go. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do my own thing. I'm gonna make it look like I'm reading my so I crack up my cookie. And I make it look like I'm reading my fortune. But I'm really just reciting some really odd, quirky nineties song lyrics. Open up my fortune cookie, I say, Hmm. Peaches come from a can. They were put there by a man. And the kids looked at me like, what? <laughs> no way. And then one of them pointed out, Dad, your fortune is backwards. You weren't even reading. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Busted. But you know what? I think, I think I'm going to make that my tradition because it's weird. I know. I get it. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> but is, uh, I guess my hope in all this is that it's, it's different enough that 20 years from now, they're going to remember that. Every time they see a fortune cookie, if I do this every year now, every time they see a fortune cookie, they're going to remember just dad's quirk in trying to find some fun and some more adventure in the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. And, it would stick. Yeah. And maybe someday they'll find it funny. If not, I'm at least having a good time. <laughs> I Yeah. I could see if they were like 40 years old, they'd be like, that is funny. Yeah. Dad was right. Your dad did banana time. Oh, yeah. Banana time was great. So 
Tell us about banana time. It was just, you know, whenever we would get in the car and you know, we lived in a small town. And so usually there was, you know, a 20 minute drive to wherever we were going. And we'd get in the car and he'd say, it's banana time. And <laughs> we'd make up stories about bananas. So, you know, forever in my mind will be the the sound of my dad's voice saying, once there were three bananas, and and then it would go on into this story about these three bananas, and I loved it. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, banana time is so funny. It was funny it's, to you then. Is it funnier to you now? I don't think it's funnier, but I think it it means more mm-hmm. now, yeah. or I recognize the intentionality in it now, mm-hmm. and the the relationship. And that's the intentionality in that he was he was paying attention to me, building relationship and and using story to engage with me and and that's great because as a parent it would be easier to just turn on the music and you know say be quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um but he didn't and so I do appreciate that. I love that. So what's been on the forefront of your mind? I've been studying through First Peter and there's this verse that's just been catchy in my mind and it's been really convicting and it's first Peter 13, which says, therefore preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And so in this translation, it says preparing your minds for action but in other versions that I've been re- reading through, it it would say, gird up the loins of your mind. Hmm. It's talking about this style of dress where they would be wearing these long robes. And it's not ideal if you were going to be running. And so if someone were to go running, they would first need to gird up. Um, gird up their loins and so they would take these long robes and they would kind of wrap them up and loop them through their belt so that they would be then able to just run freely without hindrance of these long robes and and as a woman that just it makes a lot of sense to me because I wear a lot of uncomfortable clothes (laughs) (laughs) you had a goal of wearing high heels for an entire year and and so there are times (laughs) when you know like you come home you're like oh I've got to take these clothes off because it just (laughs) hits our podcast so much work (laughs) to wear this stuff i don't (laughs) (laughs) so the phrasing makes sense to me like i get it like there is clothing that is a hindrance but this isn't really talking about clothing it's talking about your mind right so when i put that you know, up against, okay, what's going on in my mind? Like, I understand the, the physical clothing aspect, but like, what are the, when are the times that my mind feels like that, where there's just like all this stuff and it's, you know, maybe too tight or it's uncomfortable or it's dragging or like, like, I just want to run. Like, I just want to be free. And this stuff is, is hindering me. It's dragging me down. Hmm. And there's a lot in my mind, like grocery lists or forms that have to be filled out or schedules. People have to get here. People have to get there. Or 
um, you know, just different correspondences that have to be taken care of, just stuff. Part of it is necessary, you know, mm-hmm. like we need to eat, therefore we need to buy groceries, all those sorts of things. But there is a point in which the necessary, like clothing is necessary, becomes more of a hindrance than it needs to be. And there can be more worry attached to it or just like more energy and thought given to it than than needs to be. And so I've just been thinking like, how do I unhinder my mind? How do I just like set my mind free so that it's ready to run this race? And the race is setting my hope fully on the grace that will be brought at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And all the things that kind of hinder my mind, if I really am honest, they're the opposite of hope. My mind isn't like hindered with like hopeful things. It's hindered with just like, just junk, you know? And I, why would I trade that for like an unhindered, hope-filled perspective? And like, I have everything I need in Christ. I have an inheritance in Christ. I have a purpose in Christ. I have a mission in Christ. I should be running this race and it should be hopeful and it should be joyful and it should be unhindered because I'm free. And that's what I want. So I've just been thinking like, how do I how do I get that through my mind? Um, how do I keep my mind unhindered um, and keep that the focus of my mind? So that's what that's what I've been thinking about. Come up with any answers yet? The best thing is, I think, just thinking about this verse, right? And mm. and waking up, and as soon as I wake up, I just have to remind myself of my position in in Christ. I have everything I need. I'm never going to be more loved than I am at that moment. Hmm. Like Christ just loves me fully. Like I don't need to perform anything for him. Like, yes, I, I should obey him out of love, but it's not going to change my standing or my position. And that truth and like God is who he says he is, right? Like he's the almighty. He can do everything that he says he can do, which is amazing. Uh, And so then why would I need to worry about anything? Hmm. I don't. And so just reminding myself of those truths right away in the morning is helpful. And then also right away, like in the evening when I lay down, when I get into bed. Hmm. So yeah, bed, I think, is kind of that, that thinking time. Which doesn't really make any sense because bed should be a sleeping time, but it's <laughs> apparently not. I don't, but then I like I feel like I get out of bed and there's no more time for thinking. Like, it's just like the day just right. goes and it's like, okay, I'm just trying to keep up to it. Even you mentioning these stones of remembrance or just different monuments of remembrances. Um, you know, maybe there's something I should um, hang some loins, like gird up the loins of <laughs> hang some it sounds really some, odd i know hang some long robes or something from the from the ceiling or something <laughs> something visible you know and 
there might be something to like intentional decorating, right? And you've been really good at that. Yeah, I do love, I do love decor that really points to the truth of who, of who God is. Um, like you had these crowns that you'd hang up and those uh, were set to remind us about the kingly characteristics of Christ. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, those are cool crowns. If I start seeing some sparkly robes on the wall, I know why. You know, yeah. If I start decorating with <laughs> belts and robes. <laughs> oh, man. The kids will ask questions, but that's the intent. Right. Like, yeah. why, why is your room a racetrack? Uh, well, thank you for joining us for Forefront. We're Adam and Christina, and Forefront is a production of Northwestern Media.